0: conversations let me get my air horns one time please episode 91 the countdown to 100 is here nine more to go (laughs) i love the support i love the support uh we are here with a very special guest excuse me uh friend of the show childhood friend of mine we have laura Alatis. laura how are we doing today
1: Good, great, amazing, blessed, happy, excited, all of the above. All the affirmations. I'm happy to be here. All the
0: affirmations, as it should be. That's great. So we're going to get into a little bit about Laura in a little bit, but let's do our check-ins as we usually do. Mike and Corey, how are we
2: living? I'm doing good. Back to back to Texas tomorrow, back to the heat, 100 degrees. Yes, sir. It has been very unforgivable, but (sighs) life is life and we keep pushing, so I'm doing good. All right. Yeah, um, I'm
3: doing good as well. I'm trying to make sure I find you know enjoy the summer before school gets back in uh, in session in the fall. But so far it's been really good. Uh, I get to see some family this weekend that's coming down. So super excited okay. about that. Um, and the summer just going all going really good. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. It's cruising
0: to be honest.
3: It, it's going by fast
0: too. Um, it's going by super fast. It's about to be in August before we know it. But that's good. That's good. I am well and exhausted um low <laughs> on sleep but is that a new story for me it is not so nonetheless <laughs> we move um
1: still <laughs> want
0: to make sure to let the audience know to like rate and subscribe after the conversation spotify apple podcast google podcast stitcher republic i think i got all of them right there anchor if you use anchor i don't think anybody uses anchor to stream but if you use anchor look us up on anchor and make sure you check it out Um, as i said already we got a special guest in the building let's get a round of applause one time please that is a new sound i got just for this episode because the applause i used to pass they're they're like Corey's laughing because they've been crazy in the past i've had like five or six different ones um but uh laura uh let's just dive right into this um I know this already, but other folks don't know this. You're studying biomedical research, biomedical engineering specifically at do I say the Clemson University or is it just Clemson? University? No,
1: yeah, it's just, it's just Clemson University. And it's crazy because here at Clemson, well, let me not just say here at Clemson, but an undergrad, I did biomedical engineering and here at Clemson, it's bioengineering. And they're very, very specific about
0: that. Really? They say,
1: yeah, you're getting a PhD in bioengineering.
0: bio-engineering.
1: It is not biomedical. Yeah. If you ask me why that is, I really can't give you the, the full answer. Cause I don't, I don't fully know, which is kind of bad, but it's the same thing to me.
0: Is, is the departments under the same, are they under the same department or, or is it split?
1: Oh no, we. so it's interesting because the PhD is in bioengineering, but our master's program is in biomedical engineering. Ah. I don't know, yeah, I don't know the semantics, all the things that go into it, but they're different, but they're the same.
0: Okay. That's interesting. My yeah. apologies. Bioengineering.
1: Yeah. You get it right before yeah. your
0: school comes and sues me for programs.
1: No facts. No facts.
0: <laughs> but talk to us about it, you know, your inspiration to pursue that and ultimately go for a PhD.
1: Mm, yeah. So um, like with biomedical engineering, Steven, you should remember in um <laughs> I
0: do remember, in but high they don't know.
1: <laughs> I know in high school we did a um a a challenge like a grand engineering challenge I might be saying the name wrong but um we had different companies come in so we had company we had Pfizer come in General Electric and um and um was Was it it Pratt and Whitney? I want
0: to say it's Pratt and Whitney was the third one.
1: I feel like it's Pratt and Whitney so Mm -hmm. three different type of engineering companies, right? And I didn't really know what Pfizer was. And I love telling this story now because Pfizer is so popular. But um, I remember Pfizer had us doing, (laughs) we had to make a song about vaccines and the people who came in, they were chemical engineers. Um, But I didn't know what a chemical engineer would do at a company that makes medicine. So um, I really enjoyed some of the little projects that they had us doing. Because originally in high school, I was like, I'm going to become a gynecologist. Why? I don't know. Or a pediatrician. I just wanted to do something that had to do with medicine. Um, And I liked science and I was pretty okay at math. Um, But when Pfizer came in and basically told us that there's something called biomedical engineering. I was like, what is that? So I literally Googled it, Googled it, and I saw that it was mixing biology and medicine with engineering. And it's really not that like crazy of a story, but that's basically what got me to um, apply to engineering, well, some engineering programs, because I definitely applied to some colleges as an um, applied mathematics student, I remember because that. I love yeah, oh, they, I loved math.
0: Then they started giving me all <laughs> trigonometry because you killed all the math before we got to senior it, year. It
1: was um no, it was BC Calc. I remember asking okay. Miss Bergeron, we, me and Jamique, we asked Miss Bergeron. So Jamique is um one of my best friends, like childhood best friends. So we we took AP Calc together, and at the time our our high school only offered one type of one type of ap calc even yes. though that there were two and we begged our ap calculus teacher to teach the second version of it like the bc calculator this is so nerdy but we <laughs> begged her to the teach teacher because we love math that much but anyway yeah it was honestly pfizer i shout out to them because they were the ones that got me to learn about what biomedical engineering was i just knew that i wanted to do something that impacted people in medicine I just didn't know what that was until I learned about biomedical engineering
0: do you still remember the rap though
1: stay needed (laughs) (laughs) these vaccines inside of me yo
0: I was going to (laughs) release
1: that's crazy i don't remember all the i don't remember all the uh words but i know Janique probably, no, I, no, I'm probably about to say, knows the whole
0: thing and i remember Janique killing it she's like that sounds fine i don't care if nobody says
1: Facts. oh my god
0: but nah, that's dope yeah. that's really dope um and so you know phd programs go for as much as they go to but what are you looking to do once you're done with your program and like what are you aspiring to
1: oh yeah this is like the existential question and quarter-life crisis question. Um, I guess I didn't really answer why I wanted to get a PhD, but in college, I did research in a cancer lab through a program, McNair Scholars Program. It's a whole long story, but the McNair Scholars Program basically um, allows students who are in who are first-generation students or yeah. who come from like low-income backgrounds to get research experience because they want them to become PhD holders. So I did research in a cancer, I would call it, well, it was not a cancer lab, a cancer lab. It was um, a biomaterials lab. Okay. So designing materials that interact with your body in any way. And I loved it because I worked on a cancer biomaterials project. And my mentor, um, her name is Marion. She's a Ghanaian woman who was just fire. And um, she basically taught me the ins and outs of being in the lab, and I loved it. I loved it so much that I said I'm going to get a PhD because I want to keep doing research. And um, over the past couple of years, I've been going back and forth on what I want to do. Do I want to chase the bag? (laughs) Do I want to chase my research passions? Can I do both? And ultimately, I've decided that I'm going to become a professor, Um, For multiple reasons.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna become a professor for multiple reasons. And um, part of it is because I I genuinely like working with students, but I also really, really love research and I love my ideas, and I don't wanna give my ideas to anybody. Um, I don't wanna give my ideas to any company. I really want to see my ideas act like materialize themselves, no Mm -hmm. pun intended, but I really wanna see them. come to fruition and see where I can go from that. And I think a lot of people don't realize that being a professor is not just teaching. Like a lot of them are, well, there are teaching professors, but a lot of them are running their own labs and running your own lab is like running a company. So, you know, I guess, after all of this, I do want to become a professor. The route that I'm going to take to get there is probably going to be non-traditional, non-conventional, but I'm excited for that path when, you know, I do start embarking on it.
0: Oh, I believe it. And don't don't worry about being unconventional. All of our journeys are at this point unconventional. So you know? <laughs> we, we plan and uh, something else happens. So it's all, it's all good. Uh, so you're in year, technically, this is year three, right? Of the program heading towards year four.
1: Yep, about to start year four, August 24th.
0: Okay. And what's been your biggest obstacle so far?
1: Um, My biggest obstacle probably would be, I, um, I don't want to say imposter syndrome. I really want to say, well, imposter syndrome is part of it. But it's kind of like, I know that I deserve to be here at this point. It's more so how just asking myself too many questions. I think trying to do too much, um, trying to do too much in what seems like a little bit of time, and then also realizing that you, realizing that I guess all of this is just so temporary i don't know i'm in my head a lot i I go back and forth a lot and i feel like nobody really talks about well people do talk about it a lot more of like just the mental health aspect of all of it and just maintaining your mental health i feel like that's the that's my biggest obstacle really trying to get out of my head and um really focus on like what's in front of me and not everything else that comes on the side like blocking out all of that outside noise that's very hard especially Mm -hmm. when you see your friends making (laughs) they're making money they are going places they're doing what they wanted to do and then it's like oh my gosh I can't see myself getting there Mm -hmm. I don't see it it's not happening I've been here for since for so long what feels like so long but it's really such a small amount of time yeah that's being in my head is probably the the thing that is my biggest obstacle right now I would say
4: do
0: you, I'm going. On, I'm going to go off a little bit. But do you feel like because you're you're located where you are, it makes it a little bit worse because you're so far away, or do you think that helps necessarily?
1: No, it makes it. So at first, I thought it'd be good because I wouldn't have distractions, and um, now it's like, well, I really do value being around friends and family, and I don't have like my. I don't want to say I don't have friends here because I do have friends here, but. Um, I made those friends but I don't have like my home friends around me you know like I don't I don't have that and that's hard and I don't have my like immediate family a drive away no I gotta get on a plane because it's 14 hours 14 hour drive so yeah it, it yeah it's hard it's hard but it also helps because sometimes like I'm not Go, I'm not going outside every weekend, thank God. So my pockets, you know, my pockets are staying kind of healthy. But at the same time, how's my brain doing because of it, you know? Mm-hmm. How, how am I feeling because of it? So, yeah.
0: Okay, let's get positive for a second now. What's the best piece of advice you got, like, while you're in your PhD program?
1: Um. So I keep saying this to people, but one of my mentors, she told me – um. I guess two years ago, she told me, don't chase the position, chase the mission. And that has really helped me with thinking about uh, what my life's mission is, right? She has like a life mantra that has been the same for the past 20-something years because it's just so short, focused, and personal. And I'm on a journey to figuring out what my mission is so that I'm not consistently wanting to be tempted by the positions that are out there and really stay true to what my core values are so that's something that has really resonated with me over the past I guess two years don't chase the position chase the mission Um, I guess it's kind of hard living in the moment when you really think about it because it's I mean what else do you have to go off of you only have like positions and the type of things that they're looking for. So, how do you make it align with your overall mission? That's something that I'm trying to figure out because I don't know exactly what my life mission is. But I don't. I don't need to know that right now. So yeah. I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in that. <laughs> I'm comfortable in that.
0: Nah, that's fair. Uh, Mike and Corey, you want to jump in here before I continue? Look at his face.
2: <laughs>
0: no, nah, I was waiting for Mike to see if he had anything
2: oh no i if i had anything i i just had comments um just to support what everything Laura said i'm just in your choir i have nothing really much to add um i got the same <laughs> advice before when i was undergrad before i started grad school um i remember my, my master's friend at the time she had told me to get a therapist that's the only thing she told me <laughs> before you go into grad school and so um, I'm there with that, too. Um, I'm also I, also, I don't know if I ever told you that, but I'm also a McNair scholar, too. And I was actually, I think, funny enough, I was actually in the material science lab when I did it. And I was, um, what was I working on? Magnetic refrigeration or some shit like that, um, like that too. I mean, I was, used to be my physics past life, too. And so <laughs> I just I definitely wanted to mention all that. And so, wait, Corey, before I ask the next question, do you want to? you have any comments no, i think, think
3: my question was largely trying to hear more about your circle and like how you built mm-hmm. it you know since you've been down there but i know mm-hmm. we got those questions later so i don't even want to jump ahead exactly or, uh, I, just uh, I just had comments so i'm
1: actually yeah i'm actually not looking at the agenda because i don't want to oh, think
3: yeah. about the question no I you, just good, want you, to
1: good, you good you good you yeah. good you good okay Best i way. was like why are y'all so quiet <laughs> really engaging but why are y'all so quiet
2: Nah, was on his NPR shit.
5: He was, <laughs> I was like, I was like, NPR. Steven got it. NPR is crazy.
2: <laughs> I would
5: take NPR M- is. sick.
0: I would take NPR over the Charlemagne shit y'all be saying in the past. Give me NPR over that easily. <laughs> You know the, the interview was going nice. I was like, ain't no, ain't no reason for you to let
2: me go up the floor. <laughs> All right. Steven got it. It's Steven's segment.
0: Pick me up for it. the next one. Oh, when we wow. talk about music, I know dude's going to get active. That's fine. Oh, that's for cool. sure. For sure. Oh,
1: man. Oh, I know dude, they're going to get active. jump right into the music.
0: Now, we, I got two more questions for you. They're quick. One, oh, how, do you like, yeah. li- how do you like living in South Carolina? Because you're technically in the deep South, basically.
1: Yeah, I'm in a deep, dirty South.
0: Deep, yeah, that's that's deep well yeah, well he, below the mason dixon line Corey knew I was oh say gosh
1: oh man we 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 were way below that yeah um so funny story when i first moved here my dad drove down with me well technically i drove down with him because you know i'm a princess he drove the whole entire way he that's thought, a I that's got a good it. man I got it. Don't... yeah yeah shout out to my dad um he actually drove we drove 14 hours unpacked all my stuff and he helped on the flight the same day that's that's my god but I say all that to Rashid. say before yeah he he Rashid he come in clutch but before he left we went to Walmart and we were asking for help and my dad was like oh maybe you know maybe this person didn't hear you you know what I'm saying just go up to them and you know say that say what you're looking for and the lady literally looked at us and it ign- flat out ignored us. Like stopped, looked at us, and ignored us. And my dad was like, "Welcome to the South." <laughs> he literally said that, and I'm like, "Wow, that's my first interaction here. That's that's kind of crazy. That's wild." Um, yeah. In my first in my first six months, I saw um a Confederate parade. <laughs> I I never saw that many <laughs> Confederate flags in my life. Never um It's definitely, I want to say it's seeing it. Maybe it hasn't died down seeing it, but maybe I've gotten used to, used it, to it, which is kind of crazy. You know, it's just kind of crazy. um But living in South Carolina, let me start off with the positives. I love the weather. Okay. Mm. Snow, what is that? Oh, look <laughs> what, at the haters. What is, Do what see is a little warm. That's sandy? it. Gu- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is winter storm, Sandy? What is Most that? Weird, um. So, yeah, the weather is fire. Um, my location actually isn't that bad. So I'm literally smack dab in between Charlotte and Atlanta. So Atlanta is 100, about 110 miles. Charlotte is like 100 miles. I'm right in between. Oh, that's so calm. To get there. Yeah, to get there is really nothing crazy. Um, South Carolina is beautiful. I've mm-hmm. seen the most beautiful waterfalls and trails and all that. If you really like outdoor stuff, this is a place to be. Um, people are gen generally friendly so yeah pros with that um cons I mean imagine <laughs> imagine 20 like uh 2019 2020 like leading up you know leading up mm-hmm. to the election just think about think about the type of conversations that were being had and the type of things that I was seeing it was crazy
4: mm-hmm. very
1: Very crazy to know that you could be around so many people who genuinely, truly don't believe that they are racist, but love upholding all of these racist ideologies. It's crazy.
0: It's crazy. crazy. The blindness is wild. You know, people live in their own delusion. We talk about that all the time.
1: Yes. And, I mean, people in there just, they don't even realize that they have these biases and just... It's just bad. I mean, I, you. I do that on a on a consistent basis, and at this point, I'm like, listen, <laughs> why? Well, I, I want to say something, but I don't really want to say it. But I'm anyway, screaming. Let let a, let a cracker tell me something. <laughs> at this point, that's how I feel. Like, say something. Say something. Say something. I mean, with Yo. reason. You know, with reason, I'll react the way I need to react. But seriously, though, I'm it. It it has its pros and cons
0: absolutely i understand that mm-hmm. it's, it's it's different it's definitely a di- difference coming from the northeast i feel like you definitely get a little bit of a culture shock um yeah oh
1: i forgot something driving you know like living in east Hartford, you can get to something very quickly yeah here no like trader joe's is 48 minutes away <laughs> going that's to nasty. the mall is 48 minutes away
2: that's nasty i'm sorry yeah that's that's, that is, that's worse than you <laughs> it's, it's
1: bad it's bad i mean i don't have to go to trader joe's right i could go to yeah, Publis, bougie. Which is five minutes away from me. but like think i'm not in a i'm not in the city the closest city to me is greenville south carolina which if y'all ever visit greenville it's not a city
4: had
3: you had you been to south carolina before moving
1: no, okay. <laughs> I did a okay. blind I did a, okay. I went on a a blind date. Oh I'm still on this blind date.
3: <laughs>
1: gotcha. Uh, no. I did too. No. Okay. Yeah, I came I came on a whim. I came because of my advisor. Um really. She she's the one that, that she didn't convince me to come down here but her like her personality and who she is convinced me to come down she told me Mm -hmm. though before i got here she was like girl you're from the north and she's from the north she said this gonna be different Mm -hmm. it's gonna be different but you'll be straight so yeah driving is another thing everything is just far but it doesn't feel far anymore now that i'm used to i'm like 45 minutes that's nothing
0: yeah is there like one road to get everywhere like no what
4: Go ahead.
1: It, it's not one road but like they call they they call highways interstates, which i know that i know that they are that's the term I know that it is the yeah. Inter, yeah i know that that's the term but we we don't call it like we don't call it that they call, they call
0: like, it like, that here too
1: just, yeah we just say that we getting on the highway like or you're getting on ninety five you're getting on two ninety one you know you're not saying oh I'm getting on the interstate but <laughs> that's a that's a big thing like if you get on the interstate you go somewhere here to me it's like that's just this is normal yeah I don't know there are like a couple of main roads though that I do take like but
4: mm-hmm. yeah yeah nah. no
1: one no one road thing it's not it's not like that where I'm at
0: Okay, I said because I feel like most most places over here, there's really only one max two ways to get somewhere. Like, you know, like Connecticut, New York, there's technically like four or five ways you could get to a location. And out here, it's like, if there's an accident on both those roads, there's an accident on both those roads and you're stuck on those roads. That's there's no, totally true. There's no really a reroute, oh, you could take this back. There's not really any back roads like that out here. And the back roads yeah. that are out here, you don't want to take them. <laughs> so i was uh-huh, like, them. I, knew, I, knew, right. I knew that you're was right. coming. You're I knew right. that was coming. You're right. <laughs> So, you're so
1: I, right i'm not taking them so yeah
0: r- random do you got street lights
1: down there oh my gosh no Steven. There's no street lights, no, I know there's no street lights. No. oh my gosh the main road that i have to the main road that i have to take um coming off the interstate it is an interstate job let me stop like coming off the interstate there's no lights on that road. It's pitch black. It's dark. Yep.
4: Like it's, yep.
1: people, people, people normally drive with their high beams on out here. And I'm, I thought driving with their high beams on was illegal Legal. <laughs> until I, until I moved down here and I realized that driving with their high beams is normal because it's so dark.
0: It's dark. And, and God forbid it be cloudy with no moon. It's pitch black. That's kidnapping season. Can't find me outside.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, that's common here. That's real common
0: all right Again, to the last thing uh top five top five no order favorite artists favorite current artists current artists. oh know. favorite
1: current yeah current okay current as in like 20 like is there a time
0: i'll say um in this decade
1: Stephen, we're only two years into the decade
0: okay fine i'll give you leeway in the last decade
1: no 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 because drake is technically included in that right yeah, like this,
3: this this is still a large question. Why don't we just? I think we could
0: go unlimited time frame.
1: <laughs> no, I don't want to do. <laughs> if you
0: give her a limited time frame, frame, we're not gonna we're not leaving this question. Got we're it? Okay, safe, never mind. I'm trying it.
1: to give her, her a time box. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm the wrong person to have a limit. Okay, I'll, I guess I'll just do in the last. So I I'll do in the last like five
0: half decade to
1: seven years. I, I'll do I'll do college like college on.
0: Okay, that works.
1: Yeah, I'll do college on. Um, no order. Right now, I'm going to say Blast. Blast is one of mm.
4: my
1: favorite. Corey, you got Corey now. No. I'm going to. Yep. Man, we cool now. Blast, we we, we, be, like... we
3: best friends now. We best friends.
1: Corey, we be- <laughs> we besties. Okay, we besties. Let me tell you, Blast, I'm going to see him on August 12th. Um, so I, keep, I keep telling anyone who has ears that I'm excited <laughs> to see Blast. Um, so he
3: must leave here and come there because I see him on the 9th, I think. So he must leave here and go to. South Are you Carolina. seeing him
1: in in Philly?
3: In um DC, so in in Maryland. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Well, he's gonna be in Charlotte, North Carolina. So okay. I'm doing a little staycation with myself. This Got is you. me mm. treating myself for the summer. As you should. Um, so definitely. Yeah, definitely blast. Um, I hate the fact that I'm naming straight men, which is crazy. Brent is like I am. Mm, mm, Christopher get into Wood. That. I love him. I love me some him. Um, who else? Uh, who else? I mean, I want to include. I want to include non.
0: Do you think about that non mainstream or what are you thinking?
1: Not non mainstream, but like non R mm. and B, all that. Um. I would definitely also say I should have thought about this question I should have actually like looked at this one so Blast Brent Bias. then we have who else do I gravitate toward a lot right now in terms of Afro beats I'm trying to think of I guess I'll say Burnham
0: I I say I, I, I guess I, you could say that if that's where the you're going I was, I was,
1: I I'll guess I'll say Berna because I really used to I'm still a huge WizKid fan don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. I think that Berna has touched my heart in a little different way um but I like a lot of Afrobeats artists so that's kind of that's kind of a hard one but I'll definitely say Berna okay. I'm just pulling up my well, your recent right iTunes <laughs> no my most like you know how Apple gives you a um, yes like your your top or whatever like mm-hmm. we play 2019 2020 yeah season. so
0: you're in 2020 how could I
1: forget I'm in 2020 2019 but how could okay. I forget Summer Walker
0: mm, Summer oh yeah that's Walker, your fave we've talked about this
1: that's she's one of my fave and see I'm leaning toward the R the R&B people but Summer Walker definitely she had a, a stronghold on me over the past couple of years um this might sound weird, but twenty one savage like I mm. really started liking i really started liking twenty one um in college, like I think it was my was it sophomore year sophomore
0: I, I remember year. that I think yeah,
1: but my sister, so I have a little sister um she's like almost four years younger than me, but she was listening to twenty one savage before I was in college, and I remember hearing this I'm like, oh, this is trash music. <laughs>
5: But it was actually really
1: good. But my sister had an Atlanta ear. Like she had her ears to the floor with Atlanta. Mm. So 21 Savage. Um, I'm trying to think of a fifth person.
0: We got Blast, Brent, Summer Walker. Oh, that's fire because 21 Savage and Burna, unless you do an honorable mention.
1: No honorable mention. Mm, yeah. But if you know me, you know I'm a Drake and Nikki girl. Well, mm. Like those, uh, are we, my, we those are my, those are my those are my one and two. Like, I love them. I am down for them. Yes. Add me to the group. Add me to the gang. So, yeah. Those would be my five today. But if you ask me next week, it might be different. It
0: might be different. That's fine. Because I think it we all do that low-key. Like, Depending on who drops and what yeah, we're I feeling. Do. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, thank yeah. you, Laura, uh, for answering our interview and interrogation questions. I hope they were interrogating. Um, let us switch no. gears mm-hmm. to cocktail hour. We already know where we're going to start with first. Y'all boy, y'all favorite. Y'all was talking about him earlier today. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we got Brent Baez, Wasteland. Uh It was last Friday it dropped, right?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So you had about a couple of days, almost a week, since to sit with the album? What's
6: left of us. Mm-hmm. What's left of our lives. It's only you. It's only me. How we feeling it's about only it? Us at the end. Oof.
3: Um. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Brent Fires. I mean, I really like the project. For folks that have rocked with Brent since A.M. Paradox days, um, like mixtape days. I think it really gave A.M. Paradox like type feel, type vibe. And I feel like that's what I was expecting. And that's what I was hoping for out of this album and this project. So like the the skits, the interludes, like it was really A.M. Paradox, the music, the vibe. I, I really liked it all the way through. So I'm excited to keep to keep listening to it because it's definitely one of those projects that, you know, it's going to keep in rotation for a little bit.
1: Well, what if Absolutely. people didn't listen to A.M. Paradox? How, how would you how would you
3: compare it? How would I, how it would I compare it? Um, yeah. So I think, so A.M. Paradox had a lot of skits as sort of like intros to the song. So it wasn't like strictly the music. It was literally like, an, I think an artistic project, like a storyline. Um, and I think Wasteland sort of gave that where it was music, but it also like told a story throughout. And so it wasn't just, you know, production. It was also like, yo, how could I be creative aside from the beats, aside from the lyrics? How could I tell a story? And I think, you know, some of his other projects focus solely on the music, but I think to bring back that story element, I think a lot of artists are doing that now, right? You know, we see a lot of skits, a lot of interludes. And so I'm, I'm glad that Brent went back to that more or less um, and brought that story element back
2: yeah i thought it was um fantastic i was playing it just the other day i thought it was just like it's either you can get into the lyric or sometimes you can just play in the background i think it just has yes. so many different vibes um uh, that this that are so good that all the collabs were well done i don't think i you know sometimes you can be a little iffy but yeah, the music was just there, man. I, I know I mentioned before, about Gravity with Tyler is the thing. Drake was rapping like that, wasting time beat came on I'm like, oh yeah, this is him. Uh, thank you later, thank you later to take Drake whatever. Uh, two thousand seven Drake because I was like he flowed his ass off on that song. Um and um, no, I just thought it was it was really good, and I don't think we've we've seen a lot of artists they really commit to creating a concept album for one, but also just a thorough body of work. Yeah. Not just throwing some hit songs with a couple filler on there, or here's a deluxe even more, a deluxe, excuse me, with even more filler on there either. Like I think Wasteland was very well done the very, very well executed. About you, Laura. What you thinking?
1: <laughs> so many thoughts, but. Yeah, I definitely love the fact that with this album, I felt like I was watching something, but I didn't know what I was watching. And that's what made me really, really, really enjoy it. Like, wow, am I watching a movie? Am I like listening to a movie? I don't know. But I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that even with the skits, they were produced so well and it told such a good story and he placed them in specific parts yes. of the album that just made so much sense um i also like the fact that he experimented like the song with alicia keys has no percussion zero zero none, zero none 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 zero and like his his vibe he's he he uses a lot of percussion so to me it's like Wow, how did, I don't know, how did he do that? Although that's not my favorite song on the album. I thought it was still cool that he yeah. tried, that he experimented with that. And I also like that in some songs, he didn't really have to say too much. It was just vibes. And mm-hmm. to me, that that's pretty difficult to do and have somebody enjoy. So I really enjoyed that. I, I, and I really enjoyed the production, especially the songs that you know he did. Just him like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That that boy, that boy talented. He's talented. Mm-hmm. Hey, talented. How
2: did y'all how did y'all feel about the um listening to the wake-up call skit at the end for the first time? Cause first time I'm hearing, I'm like, oh, this shit started start taking a whole bunch of left turns. And I was like, my heart was beating too. And so I was wondering yeah. like, what was your reaction when first
1: No trigger warning? Like, sheesh. Oh, yeah, was, too. yeah, too, yeah. No, no, yeah. trigger warning, but
2: hey,
0: it's yeah, hurt, I, I guess
1: that's what had me. <laughs> Yeah, it had me on the edge. I was like, "Oh, what happens? What happened to my boo?" My nah, I'm a screw baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what happened to him? I mean, but yeah, that it just sounded so. It sounded so good. Like I Real. felt like I was there. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt uh, like
2: I, I Stephen, I thought I thought I had everything wrong. with My shorty, she was on that roof too. I was like, "Damn, man." <laughs> I, I don't know why I just felt the stress like man, he is whipping it in the car and you know whipping girl, it? I don't know why I felt his stress too. Like, yeah, I fucked up this whole album. <laughs> like, you know, I was fucking up, I was being nonchalant, I was being dismissive. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I was so into it. It was like you, like, I think you said it before, Steve. It was like it was like almost like listening to a movie um for how good how good they played uh, played up.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I mean if we're going along with that uh wake up call, man, I think. Just speaking on the whole album in general, it was just so crisp and clear. Like I'm talking about I was driving when I was listening to that at night, and I can feel like he's switching gears. I'm like, dang, he's speeding up real fast. <laughs> oh, he just <laughs> now squirm, you gotta OG. speed up. Yeah, now I'm speeding up <laughs> now. With you the gotta song. swear.
4: Like,
0: I'm feeling like I gotta move with the, the music or something. But man, I mm-hmm. think you know, to y'all credit, the skits were just phenomenal because I don't it amazes me when I feel like artists have the same level of exposure to like equipment, but not everybody's music sounds this crisp. And I had to ask myself, ooh, why ooh. isn't your, not like disrespectful or anything, but like Brent's music sounds like this. Who do you need a call to get your music to sound like that? Because <laughs> right now, I mean, I don't know who this RB and b product is second to. I don't, this this blow respectfully, like this takes giving on like out the mix. Like get, get, I like giving you on. get him out of here. Like mm-hmm. you need to get on this level. <laughs> not get, get him yeah, out of here.
1: Pack, like, pack, pack your bag. Like
0: pack Corey bag. bro, like it doesn't matter if I listen to my AirPods, I can listen to in like my old Apple, like wired headphones from 2012 and it still sounds so clear. Still like sly. it's amazing. Like, but, it,
3: but I think it's clear and it's also realistic too. Right. Yeah. I think like even the skits, like you sound like you sit in there, like I said, like you sound like you feel like you're in the passenger seat. And I think sometimes like that Christmas is also a matter of, you know, sometimes it's real. Sometimes there is static. Right. But that means it's more real. And I think he, he mastered sort of that balance right there. I
1: also want, on Go like ahead, a Laura. deep dive. I went on a deep dive on TikTok and I saw this girl who was actually one of the voice actors in the skits. And she was, um, she was. it looked like, from what I saw, it looked like they recorded this at like a Warner Brothers studio. Mm. So to me, maybe that's why they had, maybe that's why it sounded super real. They had the effects come in. It sounded super real. Mm. Like he was, he wasn't just doing this in the studio in Atlanta. No. Okay. It, he, <laughs> He's he, serious. He was with, yeah he, he's serious well, sound producers like
0: true sound producers
1: california in warner brothers studios at least that's what i that's what i saw in the tiktok but i don't know if that's actually what had mm-hmm. happened you know mm. but cool he got voice actors he didn't just say yo one of my good girlfriends come here and act <laughs> mm-hmm. this out for me no he was very intentional and thoughtful about that so i like that
0: yeah, I mean, when I first listened to Alma, I told people it was great. I've given it probably like 20 more spins since. I'm, I'm edging on phenomenal. I've just, between the production, mm-hmm. like, Laura hit on the money, where some songs, it's it's just a vibe. Like, you know, I don't need to be listened at. Like, addictions can play. I'm just sitting there like, yeah, cool. I like mm-hmm. this. Like, it just hits. So, I mean, I'm, like, Laura knows this. When she first gave me Brent, I was like, get this out of here. I'm not trying. This is like, freshman year at college. And she stuck with me, and now I'm fully on the bandwagon. I'm here. I'm I'm on like the second seat on the bus, not behind the bus driver, but right below. So you already know I'm with the ride. And I don't know. I really just think this is probably one of the, if not the best, close to the best projects R&B and probably a lot of albums this year, man. So I'm I'm very happy for him. And last thing, Mike already know I'm going to say this: the album cover. I don't care what anybody says album covers are important. I love. I don't know. I don't know what I love about it. I just love. All black with the little pink, the little white. It just is so thematic. It's so fantastic. Like I -hmm. just wish people just take notes. That's it. All I want is people to take notes.
1: It looks like a. It looks like it could be a a cover for like a screenplay or something. Like yeah, yeah. That's what it It, looks like. like Act
0: one, act two, act Mm -hmm. three. Exactly. Look, look, look at us. You're breaking down albums in cocktail hour. We're phenomenal
1: yeah basically what he basically what he did there I love the album cover I saw a tweet that was like oh um Brent is what The weekend wanted or should have been and I'm like okay first of all they're too Uh, different they're too different but I'm not mad at that (laughs) but I'm not but I'm not mad.
2: Definitely, they definitely dragged it. They, let me drag that lower, man. they Laurie, definitely dragged it a little bit. Lori, did you mad. see the face Corey made, up? That is why I <laughs> needed some video just in
0: case. Just for this moment right here. I'll tell you, they yeah, I mean, no,
1: they're they're two they're two completely different people. Very different. People, um, but and make different type of content. But I think people are so attached to, oh, Brent is toxic and he talks about drugs and women. The Weeknd was, we wasn't talking about the same drugs that Brent was talking I, I, about. <laughs> the weekend was talking about white girls and Russian both. And, and
0: Russian that's what I saw on social. And it
2: was like.
1: Cocaine. It's a little
2: different.
1: It's a little different. It's a little different. Um. But I understand what the sentiment behind, behind it. Like, Brent isn't making the type of music that, I'm, when you think about R&B, you don't, to me, you don't think about an artist like Brent. Because no. he's just more than that. he's more he's more than that, at least to me. yeah, I think he
3: hes a storyteller, like, and I think like that's probably the best way to put it. well,
0: yeah. I think he hasn't always been like a a mainstay. Like, I feel like he's been bubbling for like the last three or four years, especially when he dropped out his previous album. The names alluding me right now. Is it like twenty, twenty or twenty twenty one? I think people are just coming along to him. And I feel like this project, you know, I think he's solidified himself because there's not many r and b men that stand out truly. Not like compared to the woman, and so I think he. I mean, this project. I mean, when you get it, when you get a Drake feature, I always tell people, "Hope I hope they use it well." And he used it phenomenal. So God (laughs) bless his
2: heart. Yeah.
0: All right, but we can sit here and talk about Brent all day. Let's switch gears. Uh, Second (laughs) album, Lord, this is your boy.
4: There we go.
6: Let me be your When you when you did do me
0: Listen, listen. I almost picked that song for Pass Offs. I really do. That's just his first choice. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's an excellent song. Uh but Burner Boy, uh, he played me. He dropped while we were recording last week. Um, so I could not play a song from his album. So I got y'all this week. But what did y'all think if you listen to Burner Boy's album? i start off with you laura as the nigerian in the mix yeah!
1: whoa that's Not has been me i was trying to hear what everyone else had to say um i mean i really like the album although i think it's different mm-hmm. so the when i first heard it i was like oh this is like afro r&b slash pop yeah which I don't know It was just, it's just different because I don't think that in the album Burna has like club songs and I feel like I'm used to hearing like lituation songs
4: yeah a I
1: don't know it's like some of these could be played and go outside and you could vibe to it but to me this was more of like a calm melodic thing and I feel like he tried to Brenna's trying to get a like. Brenna's trying to get a Grammy with this with this one. Mm-hmm. The type of features that he included, and in it was very intentional. Like you have Jay Huss, you have Ed Sheeran, you have Justin K. Like Jay Balvin, yeah. You, you he he has a lot of different. I mean, pop You have a lot of different cultural influences in there, so I don't know. When I first heard the album, it's not like I was like, oh my god, I love it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't hate it. Okay. And then it, different songs grew on me. But the root is still there. Like, Burna has a specific signature that not a lot of Afrobeat artists can have. Like, he has the true... Let me not say true, but he has, like, a, a really good Afro sound and he always mm-hmm. makes sure on, on every album that he has, he always makes sure to put, like, His home into the album. Like the the what's the name of the song? Is it it's called um
0: which one you thinking about? You good?
1: It's called Whiskey. That song, like he always has like a a a conscious song on his Mm -hmm. album, talking about the state of Nigeria, Mm -hmm. Africa in general. He always tries to weave that in. So I appreciated that. But I will say the the album has definitely grown on me. I definitely gave it like a, a seven out of ten i the what really sold my hand on the album was tony and sing come on now
0: come on now That transition you already know what it is come on that
1: That transition was i steven i didn't even know that i didn't even know that the songs were separate because i wasn't looking at my phone i was just listening to it
0: i like to do that at
1: the end of Yeah, either at the end of Tony N's or beginning of Solid, I don't even know because I haven't listened to them separately. He says, fuck, I wasn't finished yet. And it goes straight into Solid. And I'm like, oh my God, he put that in together so well. So well. So yeah, I thought the album was pretty good. I see why a lot of people don't like it though. But Mm -hmm. that's a whole nother conversation. Whole nother conversation.
0: Listen, listen, I got you right here. Ready? This is not for, this is
5: only for Africans. If you are not black, this is Look not for
0: you. Face. Yo, Corey's face, Laura's face is phenomenal. I love this. I was ready today. I Oh, this new soundboard and everything. I came ready today. Uh, not
1: Dr. Umar.
0: No, uh, Laura, to your credit, though, um, when you was talking about whiskey, I do like he's very historical, um, and I always appreciate artists who have like historical context, not only from where they came from, but where the music comes from. Um, and mm-hmm. Burna Boy did the same thing. I think the song is Just Another Story on his last album. Yeah. Fuck up. Mm-hmm. And he always, like you say, he always has that one song. I really appreciate that. But, I mean, I like the album. Um, it's definitely very, very calm vibes. Like Afro pop, because I think about J Balvin, I think about Ed Sheeran and stuff like that. Um, I, I think when I first looked at the album, or I thought about the album, I was thinking he was going to go kid esque like he did with his last album. And it was going to be in, like, that stratosphere. That's why I guess I was expecting. I, maybe I placed too high expectations on him. Um, but this is cool. This is definitely cool. I like it. I don't love it. Um, it's, but it's definitely grown on me, I think, over the past few days. And I definitely think I low-key like the second half of the album better than I do the first. Um, like, when you go Absolutely. down from, like, Dirty Secrets down, I usually give that straight spin, at least all the way up to, like, Wild Dreams. Is Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. But...
1: Wild dreams had me up until he said Martin Luther King had a dream and then he got shot. Like, wait, yeah. What? See, like, you
0: see, and and then that's when there's a lot going on. That's a lot going on. But I've been flipping. You had off a around.
1: message. You had a message, and you you just mm, I didn't like that part, but I liked it too. Yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, not solid album for sure. Solid album for sure. Uh, we go into the last one, Mike's favorite guy. Peace, fly god, west side gun, Griselda. Uh, I wish I had the boom 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 soundbite. That's what I really needed for this episode. I'm gonna get that for the future ones. Um,
1: Just say it, Steven. Just say it. Boom, it's, boom, it's boom, Disney. boom, 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 boom,
0: boom. Yeah, get this, Ew. get this, get the soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Corey. Corey uh, and Shady. Go... Oh, Shady, absolutely. Yo. That's why we have <laughs> enemies of the You know we have enemies of the podcast because they don't like Corey and we lose listenership.
1: Yeah, yeah tough. Tough,
0: wow. Um, but did y'all get a chance to listen to the album? I know Mike. I haven't, listen,
3: he, I haven't listened to the hmm. full thing, but my I know Mike did. So I'm Mike was like, the Mike, first oh. name
0: on, on on Apple Music. I even, <laughs> like I, I let's say like four days after it came out, Mike and Jake were the first name. So I said, of course.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. Um, with all the respect to Westside Gun, I was excited to hear uh Stole and his features on there. Um, I think he's so a great rapper. Fix. And I heard his first. He has like one album, I think. It was it was, it was solid, um, but I feel like when he's on West Side Gun's albums and those beats, he just, you know, he takes it up to the, like a different level, but overall, I thought it was really good. Um, definitely some songs for the web, but it was, it was solid.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I think I think it was good. It's a good album, but like like Laura said earlier about the Burning Boy one, it's not like I'm like, oh, this is like <laughs> one of the best ones, like one of the best ones you ever dropped or something like that. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I still listen to... Quake um, for Paris? Hitler, or Hitler, yeah, where Swarmies well, seven? Yeah. Yep. Or eight. Um, yeah, I still listen to it. Look at Laura's face. Yeah, I, yeah, that's just the name of it. Um, he, uh, he, been, he had that series alone before we were fans. Not <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it's a good album, though. Um, definitely worth playing. And, um, the beats are always, his beats are always fantastic. That's mm-hmm, like, yeah. one of, like, the best thing about his albums. Um, yeah, I'm excited for more, uh, more results. I feel like they've been, they, I mean, they dropped a lot in the past, like, three years, but I feel like they've been dropping as much since. Yeah.
0: I want to say, uh, let me let's make a play real quick. Uh, I think it's Jesus Crack.
5: <laughs> Please don't harm this brother, cause we love him.
4: Yeah. Night daily.
0: Like it always sounds so grimy.
4: Like. swing.
2: a man. Very few people are doing soul beats anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: no, that's. I mean, I like you. I like the album. Um, I wasn't blown, I wasn't, I, would say I wasn't blown away. It was just, I know it was something calm like West Side Gun yeah, drops exactly. whenever he exactly. wants to drop. I think since I've known him, he's dropped more albums than I think any artist I know. He yeah, might, and, have I, dropped- and
3: I feel like they all have a good amount of quality songs, right? I mean, yep. like you said, it's hard to bat a thousand for a thousand on every project, but I think yeah. to know that you're putting out you Know a 60 70 percent like yo, this is these got hits on them, like that's mm-hmm. that's really good,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I'm thankful for them, like the Griselda, all of them, honestly. And I still got two, I'm just thankful that they keep alive this. Uh, what do you call them? This Jay Z type of rapping, this like, storytelling, Mafioso? Mafioso yeah, Mafioso more or less. Was, what, storytelling drug dealers. I feel like, that's yeah, not, definitely, not Mafioso, yo. did, you know, that definitely faded out as the 2010s came along. Um, and so, like, I'm, I'm just thankful because you don't really get that type of rap, so, you know. People water whipping and doing other types of stuff in their songs, you know, on the block, you know, all the, the hustle music and like, you know, going out to get it. I don't know why. I feel like because I was thinking like, dang, like who really even raps like this anymore besides like, you know, Jay mm. Z or something. I'm like, also, why do I like this music so much? Yeah.
3: <laughs> but, and you know, not, and, I, and I think that's why it stands out too, right? Because it becomes yeah. more and more unique as more and more people sort of keep a a new sound, new age sound like that yeah. old school sound stands out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think also there also have been artists who were as they're not lyrical as Jay-Z, but at least like relatively like as lyrical about it, you know, because we went to a whole bunch of drug taking, Xanax popping music and cloud rap, which is like Lil Uzi and uh, Trippy Red and all them boys, like, you know, and that's just complete opposite of what we're talking about. Um, so like I think you're right, Corey. It might be like a fading art, sort of say.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I wouldn't know what their equivalent <laughs> is like in rap. Like somebody who's in that bag as them necessarily. You know what I'm saying? Like when you think about Griselda, I'm like, okay, who raps like Westside Gun? Who has probably one of the most unique rap voices out? Because like just you just hear him, like he talks like that for real. Like that's his voice, but it is. Uh, like Benny, like Conway, like they're all very unique individuals. They all have very lyrical raps, and they all they really do for the most part, don't touch anything pop. They don't touch anything R&B. And they're giving you grimy, East Side Buffalo rap every time. And you gotta
3: respect it You gotta respect it, what supposed to say?
0: You gotta respect it. What am I supposed to say? So no, but shout out to Griselda. y'all say- Go ahead.
1: Y'all say old school. Y'all say old school, and I know what y'all mean by that. Mm-hmm. But like, can we rephrase it to gritty? Because anytime okay. I think about Griselda, I just think about like very gritty, music and that's not a bad thing that's mm-hmm. actually a really good thing um I personally don't listen to enough of Griselda for my own liking because <laughs> I, don't. I, I
0: was not Rochester I don't, all that time and, and it, didn't, didn't represent that's crazy
1: bro, cra- crazy but um I really do want to listen to Griselda more it's just sometimes I'm like damn this is this is a lot for my little self like this is a lot this <laughs> is this, this, this some, this some some interesting music, but I do understand like the three of them and how they rap. And I've heard like enough of their music to know that mm-hmm. they're pretty good and they rap very serious. It's not they don't make unserious music, mm, and yeah. they're not they're not experimenting with no. like they're not they're not they're not rappers that care to experiment. They're gonna mm-hmm. stay true to themselves and what they do. And I appreciate people who yeah. are like that. Not mm-hmm. every day experiment, please just stick to what you know. Yeah, pusha
0: T, shout out to Pusher, amen to that.
1: Listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I should have included Pusha in mine, but in my top five, but... I Wait,
2: Wait Lori, side note, did you like Drake's, Drake's new album? Mm, that's actually did a I good like... question. His uh, his most recent album. Why are you album, asking me that? I'm looking <laughs> interested. Everybody yeah, turn like... on because Because I, I you remember you said you was a big Drake fan. You said, we're talking about experimentation. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> See if you like that album. Okay. <clears throat> Let,
1: me right <laughs> Let me tell
2: you
1: something right now. Let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. I fucking love that album. Okay. Let me tell you why I love it. You know, people love to hate on people love to hate on Drake, and understandable. Let me take my Drake hat off. Like my Drake okay. skin <laughs> hat off. Let me take it off.
0: Yo, Corey's face got me weak, bro. I'm Corey, just listening you? to the
2: answer.
1: Corey, are you one of them haters? No, I'm just listening
0: the- to
2: the answer. No, Mike, oh, definitely there, okay. does so we listen. To I'm <laughs> not a hater. I just critique. I'm not afraid to critique them.
1: Hate- I just don't know so when it comes to Drake hat off like Drake's hat off when it comes to when it comes to experimenting Drake is very good at it he is very good at it I don't I think it takes a lot of guts and balls to one make a whole album in a genre that you do not make music for, like that you don't make Music in typically right, but the thing is Drake has been teasing us with this for a long ass time since twenty six. Yeah, he's been teasing us with 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 dance music for a very long time. So I'm not surprised by this. I always thought that a R and a full R and B album would come before a dance Thanks. album. I always thought that. I always thought and it should have, too. to be
0: honest. Me too. Should it have? Should, it should, should have? have? No.
1: no yes. Should I think it sang? should. have saying should is shaming should is shaming this is me with my therapy hat on oh but,
0: lord uh, have <laughs> mercy on our souls Look, no. <laughs> should,
1: should is shaming no because why should he have made a r&b album before a dance album i think the fact that he did it and he did it so well to me it's like you are reaching goat le- like you're reaching goat levels how many people have the guts how many people have the guts to do that nope and I think that you have to be a certain type of, you have to be a certain type of artist to do that. Um, and he did it well. It would be different if he did it and it, it was like actually horrible. But it's like, if you don't really listen to, I mean, I don't I don't fully listen to dance music all the time, but
4: mm-hmm.
1: I mean, compared to the things that I've heard, this shit is, this shit is good. <laughs> like, it's good. <laughs> he he, it, he doesn't have many misses on there but it took i'm not gonna lie it definitely took a couple of listens for some songs to grow on me mm. for some of them when I, i've never since i don't think that i've listened to a drake album in the last we're in 2022 so maybe since 2017 that i heard on the first time and i immediately loved it never i'm not really like that with a lot of albums you
0: you, you love more life
1: I love more life, I, but the thing is like, if I, if there was a Drake album that if someone said, okay, you could only listen to one Drake album on this ride, it probably, like on a ride home, it probably would be either nothing was the same. It probably would be nothing was the same. That sounds
0: about the right, Views, first one. Views
1: Because I really, I really like the views um intro like I really 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 like it so I would just loop that And <laughs> that's kind of cheating but yeah to answer your question Mike I did like I, I do like the album when I first heard it did I love it no um but I liked it like I had songs that had a pull on me when I first heard Massive I said Massive is the one now everybody on TikTok I've been alone in my like everyone on TikTok got Massive as their background you know so I mean I don't know i i enjoyed it i enjoyed
0: yeah. it mm-hmm. that's, that's that's dope look at mike's face <laughs> we can move on that's my know, it's, it's good it's good uh, i'm gonna do rapid fire for this keep it real short elon musk terminated his four billion dollar deal to buy twitter twitter ensued or i said ensued went back and sued him for breach of contract um quick thoughts on that Corey money man what are we thinking
3: Um, I gotta look more into it, but I I mean, I did, I did hear about, um, you know, him pulling back on the agreement, but I mean, I'm not on Twitter. So like, everybody's like, I'm not, I don't like what's going on on Twitter right now. Like I'm hearing a lot of that, but because I'm not on it, I really can't give Mm -hmm. too much of a take on it. So I'm interested to see some of the reasoning behind it as it unfolds.
0: Yeah. Allegedly it was said that, um, he's been trying to get info related to like bots and like Mm. spam accounts related to Twitter. They've been like sidestepping him and being around the bush. Um, And that was one of the reasons why he didn't want to purchase it. And he has like this troll like meme. And I sent it to, I think I sent it to Mike at least, where he said like Twitter didn't want to disclose that information. They sued him and now they have to disclose that in court because they sued him because it's going to be part of the, the dispute. Which, it, was, it
3: was something about, like, he didn't know how many bots there were on Twitter or something like that. It,
0: that's a very, like, like, like very general thing to say, because I, okay. I don't even think it's that's really what the issue is. I think part of it's just him being around the bush about him actually buying it. I, part of it, I think a lot of people would agree that it was probably like an ego buy. There was no purpose in him buying Twitter outside of him to show that he can flex and buy Twitter.
4: Okay. Bro,
2: he, he offered—first of all, Twitter didn't even ask for that offer. He <laughs> offered to pay a 38% premium on the stock price. Like, that is an insane type of flexing. Um, but just to still your, still your free Steven. He's just not serious, bro. And what had happened was he had offered to buy it and then Tesla tanked by like, what? A hundred billion or something like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's where that most of his personal wealth is holding. So ever since then. He's been like saying, "Oh, what about the box? Oh, what about the spam? Oh, what about this? What about that? It's all oh, that's nonsense." Awesome. Actually, I, I'm saying that because actually, literally last night I was reading the actual complaint Twitter, like the legal complaints, like 60 some pages, and like it's just tough when just a lawsuit against you, and they have your live. They was killing him in that thing. You have your live tweets in there of him tweeting at the other board members, him trying to disparage the company, him doing this and third Yeah, my lawyers, my lawyers go to work, bro. Um, and so, that's serious. Yeah, it's actually actually because Twitter did a lot of did a lot of like their board did a lot of decision making so that he wouldn't. because They knew he's going to try to do some like intimidating or hostile offer Takeover. Or a, ten- a tender. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they was like, no, that's not happening. They did some like a uh, stakeholder agreement thing, and yeah, it's looking it's not looking good for your boy. They <laughs> uh, said that boy, your boy, your boy. No, 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 he no, no.
0: That's not. You only check me in here, he, so you're he, he like, Exactly, man. No, <laughs> exactly, no, 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 exactly. No. He, he owe me thirty kilo from Dodge he He done tanked that. He owe me money. Uh, don't let
2: me see that man in person.
1: I mean, yes. people talk about too. That's um, a side
2: note, but like he manipulating stocks every day, and they don't not about it. Yeah. He,
1: he's un. He's an unserious. Elon Musk is an unserious person. I can't yeah. take him seriously. This y'all. This is aside from his um whole Twitter debacle. Spackle. This man got so many kids. I did not know that. Yeah, I learned he that so recently. Many.
2: No, he tweeted that the the human pop- population birth rate was was not good, and so he's trying to do his part. That's I
0: mean, what he said. I'm pretty, sure, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm
2: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. He, I heard
0: him. He and, just him had and,
1: twins.
0: I heard him Nick Cannon was having disputes on Twitter, and that's when I learned he had <laughs> as many kids.
2: I think, yeah, I, I think he has more
0: kids, him. Yeah, I believe. Have, it. I think he I mean, has more. He kid. has
2: more money, so I yeah. assume he would have more kids. I guess that's how it works now, huh? Because we only know about the one. he had. well, I mean, uh, casual people who don't really care and don't really follow his life. <laughs> I only hear about the one he had with Grimes. So not know about it. Mm-hmm.
1: The equation, the equation, mm-hmm. child.
0: The equation, child. Yeah. That's a very tough scene. Yeah, I I saw, I, that I, I, that's
1: not my. That's not my joke. Yeah, that's not my joke. I stole that joke from.
2: Even go to my head, go to my head, I cannot pronounce that child's name. Um, I don't know. That's why I didn't even try. Like
0: I knew, I knew in my head it was named after some numbers and letters and omegas and this, down the third. Yeah. And I was like, I'm cool. I'll spare the child. I won't even try to attempt the name.
2: God bless us all. I'm sure it'll <laughs> be fine.
0: Amen to that. Um, but let, let's switch gears to the topic for today. We're talking about our circles, our networks, people in our lives.
1: Damn, we didn't even get the topic.
0: Oh yeah, God. I told you it's gonna be a long podcast. You got, you got. We we can push through it fast. Oh, we we could definitely push through. We're, no, we're I don't get... want to rest
1: it. Get get, get like, let it. You know, let, y'all let, let, let it simmer for like let it simmer. Hour. Yeah, that was <laughs> okay. Okay, all right. <laughs>
0: I was screaming. Um, first question I got, uh, what does it mean to be surrounded? This is for the everybody, Laura, so this is not another uh, interview section. but um, what does it mean to be surrounded by like-minded individuals? Um,
2: depends on if it's echo like. chamber, what do you mean by like-minded?
0: Uh, I would say like-minded in the sense of, you know, the phrase that, you know, you need to have like-minded people around you to move forward. Like the, the people often say that the people you keep in your circle need to be like my, like you in that sense. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, so yeah. What is that like-minded? Like- you know, their mental capacity, how yeah. they think about the world, say, from that nature.
2: Because we're all like-minded in terms of like our career passion and motivations, success and, you know, all the mm-hmm. stuff that we got going on. So I, I, I see what you mean. Um, I think it's that, it's just like, who you're around and what you're all aspiring to is gonna feed into what you're personal what you're personally gonna you know imagine what you what you want to do for yourself that I noticed that a lot. But some people like if you're if you're in high school for sort of saying you're presenting applying to college you like what the hell is college like you know some people don't really have the, the mindset be like I'm gonna be different from my social group and I'm not disparaging anybody. But you know I'm just saying like you no know, not everyone has that mindset. And so um you know if you're if you're like say hypothetically you know three of us like we all made, like you know in that learning community at uconn and so like you know we were around nothing but like-minded we were dedicated we were like wanting to be a part of something greater you know it's all about those like intangibles i think i think having like-minded intangibles matters more than a lot of other things like you know mm-hmm.
0: yeah i feel you i feel you
3: yeah i mean i think i think in certain capacities i think mike mentioned it could be Uh, finding some type of commonality, right? I don't think it always necessarily has to be, you know, you're like-minded from every front because I think, you know, like Mike said, that could be an echo chamber, right? It could be a bunch of yes-men, but I think, Hey, we're from the same neighborhood, right? It's a it's a commonality. It doesn't mean we're all the same. It doesn't mean we all have the same ambitions, but this is where we come together. And this is why we have sort of this uniting front. Like I know when I go back home, you know, I'm safe around this person at the very least. Like I can communicate with this person at the very least. Um, and and we still challenge each other outside of that because we are different um on certain levels as well.
0: No, for sure. About you, Laura.
1: No, I like. Corey basically took everything <laughs> that I wanted to say, seriously, because I, I I struggle with the whole idea of, I get the idea of like-minded individuals, right, but I struggle with the fact that your circle needs to be just like you, or like the things that you like, or do what you want to do, Like I don't believe in all of that, um, because there are different commonalities that bring people in your circle together, um, and there's probably one big thing that you and your circle all share, which might be, let's say, the grind or um, the way y'all are able to communicate with one another or the mm-hmm. the type of love that y'all give out, like pour into one another. To me, that that is like the essence of like-mindedness, like h- character. Like how do how do you how do you how do you treat that other person? I wanna okay. be around people who treat people well who treat people with respect to me that's that that kind of brings some of that commonality and like that's kind of what brings in at least that's what I look for or look look to when I'm thinking about like-mindedness like those type mm-hmm. of characteristics not really the other I don't want to call them materialistic things but like not things that could change tomorrow
0: yeah uh, you can, the how you you respect- can outgrow
1: yeah. How you respect somebody, like how do you, how you treat somebody that's not going to change tomorrow. Like that's something that's ingrained within you. So that's how I think about, um, like, like mindedness. So that's what I look, look for in like mindedness.
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think y'all hit on the money. Um, being me is real simple for me, uh, for me personally, person, I think it's just serious individuals. Uh, I think about, <laughs> I knew y'all knew this was coming. Y'all mm-hmm. knew this was coming. I mean, of course, I think, you know, not gonna have the same thought process, what you do, this that, and the third. But I think if somebody is motivated or somebody's driven or somebody has a passion for something, you know, we are we're gonna work with the other things. Um, but I think you when you're strong by like my individuals, it's those type of people who m- don't move the same way you do, but just maybe have that just same level of passion for the things they do themselves. Um, so that's me, that's why I think personally but y'all tapped into this next question perfectly. And I want to ask how similar are the people you are surrounded with? Like when you think about your circle or like you know close friends, you know, how are those folks similar to you?
3: Um, <laughs> no, I think for me, if I could give any sort of analogy, I would try to compare it to to try like investing right? I think it's, it's important to have a diversified portfolio, right? Mm. And so I think when you think mm. about it,
2: <laughs>
3: oh gosh, okay. um, yeah. when, you, when you think about it like that, I think we all have the friends, you know, of commonalities of certain areas where we relate to, and we might relate on on multiple levels. But I think it's also important to have people that are not necessarily drastically different from you, but different enough that allows you to be exposed to something different. That allows you to to challenge yourself outside of your comfort zone. Right. I have friends that are way more social than me, but they're going to make sure that I get out and that, you know, that I go to events that I wouldn't have otherwise gone to, that I meet people that I wouldn't have otherwise met. You know, I meet people that, you know, love traveling more than me right? They're going to make sure like, yo, Corey, you need to get out the house, like come with me to, to this place or come to with me to, to this conference or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And those are just as important as the friends where I relate on every level and we just chilling and kicking it and, chop, and chopping it up because that's what I like to do. And I think I have those people that are, you know, really like-minded on, on multiple levels, but I think it's okay. so important to have the people that are different enough to, to pull you along and put you in and expose you to things that are different from your every day. Okay.
0: What you thinking, Laura?
1: I'm thinking that Corey uh, looked at the, the questions and looked <laughs> down that diversified portfolio. He's been waiting to say that. He's been waiting to say it. Um,
0: He's media trained. Yeah. He's media trained.
3: We all media no, trained I, at this point.
1: <laughs> I'm not, so I want some That's of that true. media training. You're doing a great I'm, job. You're doing Excellent a, job. Well, I'll a say, job. Clemson hey, must have a question good job okay um are my friends similar in a sense but they're all different um and I realized that they're the it's crazy the thing that made me realize how different my friends are from one another is the way that I mean I don't have a lot of conflict in my relationships but the way that I if I were to have conflict with them how I would handle it (laughs) that made me realize how different everybody was Mm. um but also similar to what similar to what Corey said like I have friends that are I'm an introvert I have friends that are like super extroverted and you know I gotta you know take them in pieces and not in a bad way but just to the point where I don't like feel like oh my gosh I have to be extroverted too um I have friends that are very introverted as well and they like to chill, and that's how, you know, that's how we bond. But I think for the most part, yeah, I have the taking it from Corey, but I have a diversified portfolio. Um, and even now in grad school, something that I I learned was having, <laughs> having friends that are uh, most of my friends are black. Okay. Most of my friends are black. But when I got to grad school, I kind of branched out and I have mm. some friends who are not black and I learn I learned some interesting things. I'm
0: so weak right now. I wish but I had I like mean, a Dr. Mar Johnson sound but I needed a second one, but I'm teasing.
1: It's kind of yeah it's kind of it's kind of crazy it's kind of crazy because um I went, I mean we all went to a P- P- PWIs, but I had no white friends in my PWI. None I had no white friends, um zero none i mean we Stephen, we we had a we have a white
0: friend. you got one we got one from yeah. hometown shout out to her <laughs> yeah
1: and then like one of my good asian friends, well we had a couple but you know it mostly, mostly black. black
0: yeah
1: yeah i mean it's not like i made an intentional effort to be friends with people from um other races it honestly just happened i was like oh wow we actually have some things in, in common that's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy but, um, yeah, so to answer your question, long story short, no, I have a diversified portfolio. Okay.
0: What about you?
2: um, Yeah, I would uh, I would say no one's, like, I don't think any person's like me ever, but I would say that um, I got that diversified portfolio. I do, um, and to Laura's point, being in grad school, being in academia, and I study, like, education specifically, too, is you're mm-hmm. going to meet people from a lot of different backgrounds, you know, and I'm in the... I mean, I'm not a I'm woman-dominated field, not a lot of, black like, men yeah, no. in, in what I studied, too, and so um, I've, it's not like I've been forced, but, like, I've naturally networked with people from different backgrounds, even when I was in my master's program, it just, like, you know, I've, I've always been open, I'm not like, an active listener, like, you have to just be open to hearing other people out, you know, where they come from, what they, what their opinions are, um, and learning how to, like, navigate through that, like, I don't think i socialize with people with purely like oh i'm just i'm just using this for like a professional benefit like you know mm. um I, def- I definitely am invest invested to that's the strong word <laughs> i'm interested in these people in their lives and them doing well um but you know my close circle i don't think i don't think i'd have to be close to everybody like you know i do think that <laughs> keeping my acquaintances as acquaintances, keeping my colleagues as colleagues. You know, we, we're getting a lot, we're getting a lot out of what we have already. That's not, you know, let's not do too much. <laughs> like, you know, if we were gonna bond more, <laughs> we would have bonded more, um, which is fine. Uh, but nah, normally right now, you um, know, I value people from different backgrounds perspective, I don't, I just, I just don't stress it out too much me personally, like, you know, I just, I do spend a lot of time focusing on myself in a non-narcissistic way, um, focusing on, like, what I'm doing, what I'm going through, like, you know, what my problems, what I get done, what's my next step in my personal development, um, even to what you spoke on earlier, Laura, about what is your grand mission beyond your PhD, like, you know, these are too many thoughts where I'm, like, saying like, oh, I need more friends, like, you know, <laughs> I need, like, you know, I need people to, like, socialize with sometimes, but, you know, I, I definitely think my social, I've always given, like, you know, I'm gonna. It's like keeping it natural. I, I'm gonna go through my life. I feel like I'm gonna meet people who I'm gonna naturally connect with, and I'm not gonna like force the issue with anybody.
4: Yeah. Mm. Also, I don't care
2: to force the issue with anybody because I don't care really? about like you know we got beef like you know what the hell we grown adults. I ain't beefing with you. <laughs> what that we are beefing over? Like, you know, why we got problems over? Why are we being annoying each other? Why are we arguing? Like you know, all no, that is not yeah. sensible to me. I'm not doing that. It's wasting my time. I'd rather be a recluse to answer your question. Nah, you good? Nah, because I, I think you hit it
0: on the money. Because um, anybody really knows us, we are we're not, we are not similar individuals. We just get along.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, I think in general, um, that's actually true. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, I, I should have
2: <laughs> made that point. I'm actually the you know, three of us. We, we definitely <laughs> not really at all.
0: But I, I mean, I, I personally feel like um folks around me are very different um but part of the reason why I gravitate towards towards them is probably because they're just different um you know and but we have things that we like in common I think sometimes it does take you know your one commonality to make a true friendship but that one commonality doesn't need to turn into your best friend like Mike says um you know acquaintances Mm. can be acquaintances colleagues can be colleagues say this one more time Colleagues can be colleagues. There we go. And they should
1: be. Amen Not, to too that. Not too much. <laughs> Not too much. Don't do, don't do too um, much. Yeah.
0: But yeah, um I think, you know, everyone's different for a reason. I think one of the things that we've, I mean, you talk about on a different podcasts, I think when you have positive relationships with individuals, it's always expected to grow. Like you guys need to grow and become more and more friends till you reach like inseparable. You're in each other's weddings and things of that nature. And it's like, you yeah, this is a this, this is a nice, you know, we're at a great spot. Like it's warm. The sun is out. It's a few clouds. Like we don't need to move. We don't need to drive to the next location. We could stay right here. Um, but, you know, to answer my own question, um, folks around me are different. Um, and I know because I, I have discussions and arguments with them often. So that's how I know we're, we're we're different. But it's all it's always in love. So I appreciate that. But I have a, a follow-up question to that. And is do the values of the people you keep your inner circle all aligned? And I know we don't always know everybody's values, but
1: No. Can you repeat? Because mm-hmm. I, I, I thought of a question. I thought of a question while you were before you asked this question. Okay. Can you
0: repeat? Hold your question and don't forget it. Otherwise you got beef. Um, do the values of, of people you keep in your inner circle, keyword, inner circle, not the people on the outside of the circle, uh, all align? No. Mm. I They're mean,
2: fully, values. Fully
0: aligned. Values. And I say it's hard because you don't always, I think, explicitly know people's values.
1: But you know? in your inner circle, the people that you keep... keep
0: yeah. Type, the
1: values. No. To me it depends on what you're classifying as values, but for me it's like they're like like we're at the bottom of the pyramid we're talking about respect we're talking about treating people with love we're talking about having grace for one another. like those values yes Mm -hmm. it has to be it has to be yeah to me it has to be similar how is it going to how is it going to work but when we you know start going up the pyramid like certain like I mean, she's even put some political values, not going to lie, some of that.
2: Mm. Mm, that counts for values though. That's that's part of values, if we're Listen, being honest. I, and I was thinking more higher pyramid ideas, but mm-hmm. like you said, Laura, yeah. some of the other values, hey, I might be hey. leave you where you are with that value. I'm not We can't save everybody. I'm sorry, I don't got the time to save everybody. Either. Facts. Like, we, we don't do got to agree on everything, in my opinion. Like, we have to be friends
1: yeah do am I embarrassed to go to a restaurant with you because you're gonna be rude to the waiter? like if like I can't hang I can't hang around with you because mm-hmm. no, I'm not doing that because you just literally have no respect for people.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, sure. but like
1: those basic level, like I mean, I guess I treat them as basic. For some people it might not be basic, but that to me, that's like mm-hmm. the bottom. Mm-hmm. that's the bottom of the pyramid. That's the base. that's the foundation. Okay. And if we can't align there, then it's very right, yeah. looking tough. going to be a little tough we'll have a conversation about it definitely but
0: yeah I was definitely thinking definitely more higher higher um higher pyramid type of things I think those are where like I want to say conflicts happen but I think that's where tensions arise I think as we get older you see those higher level pyramid things you realize how things are different between individuals you know you grew up with or family or, or individuals you love and I guess how that I guess factors in to whether or not it matters if the value is true or line. But Mike look well, like you got you, something to say.
2: Yeah, you know, as you as you're saying that, let me just put a disclaimer out there because there are red line items that you know we <laughs> even if they're higher ideals, there are some things we don't we don't cross in terms like disrespecting other people or high reviews like like certain human rights and stuff like that, civil rights and things like that. Like, you know, we can't hold it. Down. I don't know we all can't be aligned to those things, but you know, you can't be homophobic. I gonna hang out. I'm not going to hang out with you, nigga. Like, you're tripping. Like, you're bugging. Like, you know, if you're certain if you're certain these topics, like, you know, I'm, y'all know how to talk about it. Like, I'm a very justice-oriented person, so you can't be tripping and or disrespecting people. And, and, like, you know, do doing some wild stuff. Like, you know, you only got to be... You can do whatever you want, but, like, you know, to hell. I, like, I, like, I, I listen, I, I am... You know me. I am intolerant of, of opinions. You know, I do not respect all opinions. They do not you, you
0: were the first person. I put that out there, man. What's, M- Mike's bar? What was it? Um, everybody can have opinions, you don't have to respect them. And I, I since that day, no, you told sure, me that, yeah. bro, I might get a tattoo, bro. That's that's a bar. I don't got no tattoo, <laughs> I'm done.
2: but yeah, that's my standpoint on it. Yeah, just come on, we can't. I, I don't want like our audience to be like, oh, yeah, you know, you can leave everyone, I'm just gonna be friendly, you be cool. No, that's not like that. <laughs> it's just like in my inner circle, we're not that like different. You can be we our we're different on like those higher level values, but like. You know, even the three of us probably do not do not four of us, we all don't mind on the same higher level values on everything, sure. But mm-hmm. like, you know, we all, friends, though. <laughs> we all get along. We all doing the podcast right now, so I'm sure we can get...
0: Corey. No media train answer here. You can go next. No, cut. Cut. no media train answer. Yeah, I can um, see in your eyes you had a, you, you wrote down your answer. You're about to read <laughs> off the screen.
3: Um, I have no <laughs> notes. Um, but no, I think the answer is, you know not everything is aligned, I think, especially nowadays, because Mm. there's just more thoughts and more opinions, right. And so I think more than ever, you're exposed to a new level of information, people like, you know, travel the world and got different way different opinions than I would, you know, in my limited view sometimes. And so I can't expect all of my friends circle, inner circle, or, you know, larger circle, if I want, my circle to be a little bit different and challenge me and things like that to be exactly the same. Cause I think that would be, you know, super similar if everything was aligned. Mm-hmm. So
0: no, for sure. I hear you. Um, I agree with most, I think basically especially what Corey and Laura said, um, I think Well, I, I, the one thing I'll add is I think as we've gotten older and as society progresses, people talk about more of those higher pyramid things on a daily basis even in more casual conversations I think people try to teach like treat those things as very sacred necessarily like you don't really have those conversations always like you kind of leave that to the adults it's like something that you can talk about I not want to say at any age per se but I think we have much more candid conversation we have much more casual opinions or I shouldn't say casual opinions but things that relate to our values um, and I think um, you see that as you grow that they're, they're different. Um, but you know, there's some lines that you gotta, you gotta toss folks aside and they can't, they can't be over there. So that's fine. Um, but I want to switch gears to professional cause we did talk about that a little bit. Um, are your professional relationships based on how the person can benefit you?
2: Mm. No. Oh. No, it's based on our experience our professional experiences together.
3: Hmm. <laughs> would I would say it depends. Um, And I say it depends only because I think the nature of all professional relationships isn't the same. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, when you network at a certain conference and you, you know, you don't look at the conference outline beforehand, you know, there is a speaker that, you know, is exactly doing what you want to do in your field or, you know, could provide some insight then a lot of the basis for that relationship at least starts off as, hey, how could this person help me get to where I want to get to? And again, it might evolve into, you know, that person becoming your mentor and, you know, family friend or whatever the case is. But I think the starting point of it is sort of how could this person provide some insight to help me get to where I want to get to? And, but I think that, also isn't the only type of relationship that you have professionally because of most of the relationships you have are with peers or people similar level to you where you know you're learning just as much from them as they are from you. So I think it certainly depends on on the type of relationship that that you're referring to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. Um I got one more question. Um is there a way to leverage the relationships professional and personal in your life without it coming off in a bad way?
1: What do you mean?
0: So um, I think if you talk to someone who I, I guess you you could call them like you people call them users or things of that nature where like every time they talk to you like they always need something right mm. or they, you know mm. they they contact you in very limited capacity. I'm not saying this is outright what they do, but like where does the line get drawn versus um, okay, this person' is really good at X, Y and z photography, dance, um, art like whatever and you need their services or their help where do you draw the line versus okay all this person do is ask for help or as a person yourself like i'm always asking for help like this is going to come off in a way where i'm just always constantly using the person i'm not really interacting with them because everybody knows we don't we only have 24 hours in a day you can't buddy buddy with everybody so like is there a way to do that in a professional and personal way if not i guess where do you draw that line
4: hmm
1: well, I don't know. I really don't know how to answer this. It's kind of difficult. I'll, I guess I'll start off with um, personal. I really hate small talk. Mm. If you hit me up and you say, hey, Laura, how are you? And we haven't spoken in a while. I'm not going to take it any type of way, right? But if you don't get to the point, <laughs> I'm going to get really annoyed. Because sometimes I think that, sometimes I think that, people have good intentions well most of the time I think that people have good intentions but maybe people are hitting me up for a specific skill that I have or they have questions about something I'm really the type of person that's straight to the point like hi do you know x y and z did you x y and z but if we're friends like if we're actually friends then yeah I'm gonna have conversation with you like mesh that in there even though I do need your service at Mm -hmm. some point um, but I don't really think that it's using people. I don't really see it as that. I feel like if you have a skill, people are going to come up to you. You should be flattered that people are used, like, people want to use you for your skill, you know? So I, I don't, I don't really know. Like personally, I'm not sure. Professionally, I feel like that's just the name, like hikey, that's just the name of the game. Like if you yeah. need something from somebody, like are you not going to ask closed mouths
0: and get fed? <laughs> and my, some people, some people my do my mouth
1: yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm eat, okay? So I'm gonna eat okay <laughs> like, so, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yes, Um
2: Go ahead, Mike. Oh yeah, I would say there is definitely is a way to leverage those relationships, whether they're personal, well, I'd say professional more so is like I always believe in maintaining positive relationships, even if I don't think it's yes. gonna go somewhere, but my god, we yeah. should you know, and you don't have to wall off people just because they're not we're not friends for, or we're just colleagues or co-workers. Um, mm-hmm. I just, like, you know, I, just listen, that socializing is, is, is so important because I always tell people or some people I was mentoring, I'm like, you, you'll, you'll never know how much someone would do for you if they like you as a person. Like, you know, if they Oof. believe in you and what you're doing, they'll move heaven and earth. Oh, you need this recommendation? Oh, you need to You need help with this interview? You need yeah. to literally edit yeah. your essay, your paper so you can apply yeah. to this? But they will do it all, man. Um, there's a sweet. whole bunch of academic references, but still, like, they'll do so much for you. Um, and so I just think that we have to well we I, I you can leverage it. And like also, to the point, I with Lord, it's not really, I don't think we're using people, but those people you have a positive relationship, professional or personal, are going to want to see you succeed and they're going to want to invest mm-hmm. in you and you mm-hmm. accent someone, you the the metaphorical you, like you know you asking for help. um that's what they want to hear because I was the same way when I started at my uh, last job, guys to. I used to be like, to my supervisor, like, man, like, you busy as hell. I see your, your Microsoft calendar. Like, sometimes I'm scared to ask a question about some coding thing I, I have on. And she was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm never, I'm like, you don't have to lie. But, like, you know, but she, like, listen, her thing would be green all day. And she had the little lunch, little lunch. I ain't going to hit you up on lunch. Like, I feel bad. <laughs> like, you know, with another person right. asking another question. you know. But, you know, she always, but she always encouraged me. She said, no, that's. Uh, she said, I'm here to help you. I'm here to, like, you know, if you can do your job better, it helps all of us type of thing. And so. Like, you know, I've always never been like afraid to like say, like, you know, I need this or like, you know, can you help me with this? Do you have any ideas? Even so just brainstorming, you can do that too with your colleagues or your personal life yeah. too. Um, because like leverage your personal relationship that depends on if you can, if there's any capital to leverage from your personal relationships. You know, mm. I'm saying that because you know, no one in my family does what I do personally. Um, and so but if you do have people who do like, you know, I've grown, i grew to have the network like with y'all that I have now, but um but if you know if you do have people in your personal life you know hey keep it positive and you know make sure that you know i think that people i think people definitely want to see other people succeed i think that i'll just say that i think really quickly i think in this current world it's been very isolating in the past few years i think we kind of perceive things a lot differently as far as like relationships and like how we approach people how do we get about what we need to get and like you know and i don't know i i think we just should we should encourage people to have more courage and like not even though you're fearful of how someone might react or retaliate or in your mind might retaliate uh to you needing something or you needing help because I think a lot of people still stigma stigmatize needing help no matter how um mundane or like you know basic it might be um like you know you know you should still go forward and ask for that help like you said Laura go go you know make sure you get what you need to get to make sure you succeed too because no one's gonna nice. be looking out for you too so leverage that relationship you know if you know, if you meet someone like, damn, they got a career that I, I like to do, or they know somebody that doesn't know what I can like do, or they have a skill set, or they have a, you know, they have a, I don't, know, I don't know, damn near contact, I don't know. They have anything that you, you think that could be helpful towards you, just ask. You know, A lot mm-hmm. of people, people are a lot nicer than, you know, what they think they are.
3: Yeah, no, I think I agree with both with both of you. I think the only thing I would add is, you know, just make sure that you're showing like respect and true value to the skill set or to the expertise. Right. Right. I think think a lot of Mm -hmm. have skill sets, you know, that have become businesses or, you know, they're just good at a particular craft. Like if I'm asking. I'm assuming full price, right? I'm assuming like whatever whatever it is that they tell me that's what I'm going to pay, you know, but I'm also going to refer that person, you know. I know like yo, you need a photographer? Like I know Mike or you know you need a graphic designer? I know so and so. And so I think making sure that you respect the craft. You're not like Yo, we're the we're the bro discount. No, no, like that's not what we're the doing. Bro about. discount. Like we're we're respecting we're respecting the brand. We're respecting the business. We're mm-hmm. respecting the skill set. And I think, you know, a lot of times it's hard to separate those things between mm-hmm. personal and professional. But you know, the way I reach out to Mike about a pod question isn't the way I want to reach out to Mike to for, you know, a photo engagement. And I and I respect that there's differences in those two things and that doesn't mean you know we're less friends this day during the conversation it means no i just respect the skill set that he has and that's the type of conversation that we're having
0: in the moment so that was good i think y'all yeah, just been hitting on the money today <laughs> to be honest y'all be leaving me like the crumbs to add to the last question and i was like steven don't have no content to add um, <laughs> you did
3: you did a whole interview segment what are you talking about so, yeah, yeah, you might really, you're good bro
0: I'm <laughs> screaming nah I mean I think I, I want to say I, it depends on the individual I think it's tough personally because I don't usually like to ask favors in general I feel like some oh sometimes...
1: man ask sorry
0: I'm screaming <laughs> um <laughs> yo um and so I think oftentimes, even like the help I get for individuals kind of just might be just a little bit of insight, like, you know, watching how they like maneuver through life, like what they did It's almost like asking questions, not necessarily if, like I outright guess something per se, but I can kind of get a little bit of perspective. Um, I'm always, I'm not always, but a lot of time I'm under depression, like, you know, folks got lives, like, you know, you know, kids, jobs, relationship, parents say like everybody got like, you know, their day is packed and, you know. I feel weird when I ask somebody like, "Let me get like thirty minutes of your day for you to help me or something." It's like, damn, they trying to. They've been going to bed at three o'clock each night. And now I'm about to push them to three thirty. Like, I have to get out of my head in terms of asking for that. Um, but you know, I I think on the other side of that, I don't think I I necessarily look at it in a bad way. And when somebody hits me up, I just I just need this. Like, cause I think it's quick, easy. We got to the point. You got what you need. You know, time is already cut. We cut the middle talk if we need to, and we're, we keep it pushing. But I think the best thing, like Mike says, is to maintain positive relationships with people. Um, and I think the people, some of the people I've met, especially in a professional setting, you know, I've never asked a thing for But every time I see them, the first thing they ask is, what do I need? And I'm like, I don't I don't, I don't think I need anything right now. And they're like, okay, when you do need something, you call me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's like, you know, I, you just leave that type of influence and impression on people it can go a long way. But that's all I have to say for that. And I want to move to Table Talk. You already know Table Talk. We answer questions submitted to the podcast this week. Real simple question. There was two questions, actually. Uh, the first question was on here. The second one was, why are African men toxic? And I said I'm not answering that question on the pod today. Why are can- what? African men toxic.
1: Mm-hmm. are African men toxic?
0: <laughs> Yo, no, Laura, what's the first question? First question is, uh, what is the song of the summer?
1: Summer just started. Well, shit, about to end. Uh, be, it's it like might summer, be.
3: summer going by like this. So I, don't, yeah. I have no idea. It summer might be. Um,
2: I think the song I've heard most from in different locations is uh, "Wait for You" by Future and Drake. Mm. That's the song I've heard the most on the um, streets, mm. radios. They play everywhere.
1: I feel like "Song of the Summer" is probably "Last Last" by Berna. You know, people. People singing they don't, guys last last. I'm like, damn, this song is really a song about pain, but it's a it's a bop, bop. High
0: key. big bops. It's a bop.
1: It's like, yeah, we had essence last summer. Now we have last last this summer. It's just so backwards to me, though. That last last. I mean, it's a it's a good song, but
0: mm-hmm. I think no one just know, people I've, just don't really hit the lyrics. It's just a complete vibe. So it's like, oh yeah, we're straight.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I've heard that song so much this summer so far
0: um did we hear it when we didn't hear what was in dc though we didn't we didn't they some haters low key. no
1: because we were we were begging for afro beats at a point though so that's true it's different we did hear some at the first spot though we did hear some oh no we definitely did what did we, we hear that i gotta look at my phone because there's a song in there
0: it it wasn't Essence, but I, w- I almost want to say it was something with DeVito and somebody else, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But it wasn't Burna. Yeah, I can't
1: remember either. It wasn't Burner.
0: no, no Burner. Mm. Corey, what you thinking? Um, I don't know. Y'all definitely
3: name some um some songs. But I think um About You by Blast is definitely up there um mm-hmm. uh, from Blast's most recent album. But you know, mm-hmm. it's hard it's hard to say because there's so much
0: music coming out in such a short period of time. Yes,
1: yeah, so much. It's a little too much.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm with Laura. I'm with I'm with Last Last. Uh only because I don't think it's not I don't think it's it's as popular as Way For You, but I think it has just a summer like the beat and the rhythm just has much more summer vibes to it. Like I feel like you play that and you kind of know what time it is. Um and so I think for me personally that that one hits the money. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, before we get to everybody's favorite segment, we have plug a plug. You already know we shout out organizations, businesses, individuals, skills, assets. Um, uh, Laura is going to give us our plug a plug this week. So Laura.
1: I'm so excited because okay, a little background on the person. Mm. Um we met in college in 2017. Um, we both so he we both um joined Greek organizations. And he's been like one of my best friends since then. And he started a fashion, well, I'll say like a little fashion house. Like he started a a, a clothing line that's just so phenomenal. And he's been working so hard on it. So I definitely want to um, plug his business, which is Sandir in New York. Um, He makes very classic pieces that, I mean, right now he's making a lot of menswear pieces and I keep begging him, give, give us, give the women something. And I know he's working on it. But um, yeah, he makes a lot of classic things that I feel like every every guy should have in their closet. But I think that the the cool thing about it is that a lot of his menswear pieces women can wear. Like mm. I
4: have
1: yeah, I have a t-shirt, I have some shorts that I love to rock, I have a hoodie that I was gifted thank god I love that hoodie so much um so yeah he makes he makes a lot of, he makes some really 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 good clothes and I'm just so excited to see where um his brand continues to go but he doesn't only make clothes like he has he just dropped like um uh what are these things called um card holders like he has luggage tags okay. he's just yeah, he just makes very quality pieces. Um, I guess it was a, a lifestyle brand, too. I don't know how else he would describe it, but that's how I would describe it. Um, so Sandeer, New York, I can put the... I guess I can give you the Instagram. Give the,
0: give, give the Instagram yeah. name. If there's a website, give it to us. We'll put it in the yeah, box so folks Instagram can go straight to
1: website. it. Yeah, I mean, he's actually doing a pop-up shop um, this week, but I know by the time this com- comes out, um, it'll pretty much be done, be but... Yeah, but I know he has still a sale going on and might be going on by the time this drops. So yeah, Sandy in New York.
0: All right, that's dope, that's dope. Thank you for that. Now we get to everybody's favorite time on the pod. <laughs> Here we are at Pass the Ox. You already know the vibes. As always, our guests lead the way. So please, Laura, what is your song for today?
1: Hey, so my song, do I have to talk about it? Like, do I talk about this? It's up so you to you. You can say
0: whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. Okay,
1: so I'm choosing a song from Mabu Brent. His album, <laughs> Role Model. The song that Corey claims he chose before me, but I chose before him. Um, I really like Role Model because it just... I don't know. It just gives me like two thousand seven vibes. Like I hear it and I'm like, oh, oh. I don't mm. know. This, it's it's not. Don't. This is not a comparison. This is warning. It's not a comparison. But okay. The feeling Sound, bite. When, Sound bite. Sound bite coming. <laughs> okay. The feeling that I got when I heard flashing lights. I don't know. I kind of got that feeling here too. Um, I don't know. It's just. I vibe he he says some the the first the first um verse he really says some shit he's like um so you always double back after you leave bitch where you gonna go after you've been with me and I'm like okay I felt that like yeah don't double, don't 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 double back now that you know up. Mm-hmm. don't don't do that um so yeah it's role model by by Brent I like I like that a lot
6: I gotta meet with Audemars Tell me what you want You You say you had enough Cause my time ain't enough But it's never enough for you But you can wait until after tomorrow Flawless, lawless Baby, what you call this? If the shit don't involve money, I'm off it I can be your role model Give me Andrews Before we end it so GT3 No more wood shows, no MTV So you always double back after you leave This way you gon' go after you came with me? I done seen it all before I turned 23 I could teach you how to ball if you just let a nigga be We be so high, it's why we so low-key She wanna fly with you, let's make three I'll be your role model. Don't need a house tomorrow you Gotta meet with Audemars Tell me what you want, you say you had enough, cause my time ain't enough Cause it's never enough for you, but you can wait until I've done them all Flawless, flawless, baby, what you call us. If this shit don't involve money, I'm off it, I can be your role model Jimi Hendrix, okay with you. before we end it uh, us against the globe, don't let you attitude we got
1: Stressing if you just I give your lessons it's so much to know. Go Excellent song. Excellent.
2: Jeez. Jeez. So good. Too good. Shout, Shout, out, for. Shout out to him for real. So I'm gonna go next. Um this week I had to go to my old favorite, Lil Dirk. He dropped his deluxe of his 7220 album. I picked one of my favorite songs over off of there. So this song is called Hearing Sirens by Lil Dirk.
6: I be
7: telling money
4: money I be telling
7: money money I pop two addies and a half If you cheat, go take a bath My love don't make me laugh I wanna cry to you I put everything in my craft I did everything till my last I lost everything, make me laugh I wanna die with you Since rum Night made me fast I lost weight, I dropped the sass Just look me in my ass I don't wanna fight with you And they ain't never lie See the trenches never last and i'm going on my past keep your pipe with you i lost real niggas to the violence heard sirens and sirens and sirens, and sirens. If you lost a loved one to violence, to violence, to violence, and violence, and violence. My brother shot dead to violence. I truly think the feds around us. Y'all tell me slide and turn around then how to the nerd to clown us. You ain't worried about lawyers. You rather talk about Tory and Mary D Stallion. Like fuck them balls, now fuck your dog. You niggas turn to cowards. Public defender at his murder trial. He think he copping life. Uh. He coppin' life, why you coppin' ice? Uh he coppin' please, why you begging please? Uh you niggas ain't right, but y'all claim fifty twice, not a honey. For that shit y'all did, gonna be one bloody summer. Why well, say something? Why you trying to get involved when
0: you don't even play with bumps? Too much money. That's funny. I wanna see one wonder if that picked it up. Uh but shout out to Mike, Lil' Dirk. Here in Sirens 7220 Deluxe dropped. I don't know when it dropped, but shout out to him. I was pressing the chat button and talking about recording stuff. Crazy. Uh, Corey would you like to go next
3: yeah I can go next Um, I had to change my song at the last minute Um, it's all Mm. good though Um, no but this song uh, is by Reason and J-Rock the song is called Is What It Is
5: Yeah, yeah 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 Yeah, you niggas too. gotta know it is what it is Was what it was Fabric on design, did that just because Niggas think they better than Reeves, what is it, drugs? Thousand on the kicks, little bitch, I came from lugs Fighting with my demons, I'm just shadow boxing sparring They gon' get fucked up if I ever take off the gloves Let you niggas live, I did that shit off the love Polo on my socks the minute it hit the rug You can't walk on this with shoes, nigga Them lights hit me, this shit's center stage Look all this juice I got, shit wasn't minute made been here for years, feel like the time stretched Left for a minute, came right back like a fine X. Every step I took, I blew up Why this ain't mine yet? Got issues with God, cause he still ain't hit my line yet Trust, scared of flying sometimes Dumb as it sounds, it's never the fear of heights But the fear coming down Lot of niggas that I love, now I fear am coming round Kinda trippy, out raining, can make the climate strange I trusted niggas like family, gave them time to change The woman that birthed me cooking, it was my mistakes Shh, I learned a lot from them niggas And how they view me, they done stone me Rockin' the head like Lil Uzi, I done grown on some wise shit. Now I pay attention, see her eye twitch where I live. Oil ain't slick, nigga, we fry shit. And that's for any nigga try me, ain't violent, but keep it on me like an ID, cause I done seen innocent niggas that ain't this shit catch a slug. Yeah. Family layin' flowers, praying over blood, nigga, just says what it is, was what it was. Yeah. Now would you rather go hard or ballistic? Keep it realistic. Nothing really move but that money. Would you risk it? I was broken, hungry, itching to kill something. My ribs touching. If I pop me a bean, then I don't feel nothing. All I really see is Cali to me. I'm from this gravel, all mama had no daddy with me. I used to sleep with the roaches. Had to cope with nothing but alcoholics and smokers in my family tree. Grams of dope, distributed to snort it like a privilege. Gutter like skid rope, liddy like a cigarette. Don't question why I'm here. I treat this like a stimulus. Stretch it then flipping it, hustling like an immigrant. Don't ever let it get to your head, for the jelly and the envy going to be wishing you dead instead of wishing you bread. More money, more problems, just the tip of the scale balance them
3: both out the answer is there now pay attention, pay attention. Bitch, so that, is, that is reason and j-rock is what it is um if y'all listen to the you i know usually when i choose a rap song it's mm-hmm. something with bars something that's that's pretty relevant so i think you know that like the, the title says it is what it is so um well, shout when, out to reason and j-rock
0: when did that drop
3: um, I don't know. It came on one of my playlists. Shout out to Spotify because Spotify mm. really keep the playlist updated. But I'm not sure when it dropped. But I definitely want to go check out to see if you know something is coming for either of them uh, in the future.
0: I'm waiting for a TDE project, man. man yeah, just be chilling. Yeah.
1: Jerk body.
0: Body. Oh, oh, Body Yeah. Body. It's
1: not. It's not.
3: It's not bad for the second song I had to think of for today. So we go. No
0: no, a- no no no! That, that was a good recovery. <laughs> That's a good recovery. I give you credit for that oh man uh, last but not least you got me I told you I was bringing Burner Boy this week uh, mm-hmm. I got you already know you already know what song I'm doing Laura come on Tony Unseen man Popcorn. you know I had to Here you know to I day. had to <laughs> yes that's a good one boy mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. everybody
1: you know say me love
8: you but you know say so me no new you Girl, like a pretty like Tony and with me angel with all the two wing. Yeah, in your waist me darling, yeah. make me feel like I love me falling. Yeah, bend over on the railing. Bad man, I turn you like a steering wheel. Me love you like me savings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and no like to talk, but I
6: can't feel. Me. I hear your body telling me, say you want me Fly you over the seas Put your body and feet in the sand You know when you see, go believe When you see I'm me, go be like 3D cinema So clear Your body close to me, girl. Because you're my angel No wings, you're going nowhere You got something I'm into What you I go do
8: Put me something into you and let it do. Celebrity like Tony and Sing. You me angel with all the two wing, yeah. Why in your waist, me darling. Let yeah. me feel like I love me falling, yeah. Bend over, pan the railing. Bad man, I turn you like a steering wheel. Me love you like me savings, yeah. Yeah. Wine up your body. Wine pan it. Wine pan it, yeah. Now if you lonely. You know a young person, me love you always. Fine up your body. See, don't bump me like one of your favorite chair. Yeah. Fine up your body. I'm gonna make you my wife one of these days. I know what you
0: want. Brain, baby, you already know you're gonna hear that when you go outside. You already know you're gonna hear that when you go outside. I Oy, really like that. <laughs> Listen, you put you put popcorn on a on a feature on almost any artist's song, and it's a bop. Almost, it's a
1: smash. It's a smash. Big smash. Big
0: smash. Um, Well, Laura, thank you for being here. Uh, I know we took up an immense amount of your time, and I really do appreciate it. And thank you,
3: thank you for coming ready to pod. Like you was a natural yes. for real for
4: real. So yeah,
3: oh really? Right oh
1: you, guys, don't don't hype me. You, know, <laughs> you, can just add, you can just add me. I'll be here weekly. No, I'm kidding. But I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed podding with you guys. It was fun. Um, Steven, thank you. Corey, no thank problem, you.
0: no problem. Uh,
1: Mike isn't here, but thank you to him too. I really, really enjoyed it. Even though I'm tired, y'all have to pack. Listen, you—you you, you,
0: you got a lot to do, so we won't hold you any longer. Um, this is yeah. after dinner conversation, episode ninety one. Again, thank you, Laura, for coming. It's Mike, Stephen, Corey, the whole crew is here, and um, we'll probably see Laura again at Hopefully.
4: Oh! Yay! So we'll, we'll, okay.
0: we'll make we'll make sure we give you a little bit more spicy questions next time.
1: Okay, oh gosh! Okay.
0: Uh, oh, I won't be there that week. Oh no, no no! I will oh, wait for the you're here for sure. I'll be unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, peace. Every sunny <laughs>
4: time about <laughs> about the
6: culture Do want sculpture, recording every Friday. So hear it our way, no need to catch a flight away. Stay tuned for our take. We wanted it after the conversations.
4: We wanted it after the conversations.